Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Girl Things, the podcast. This week, we had the privilege of recording an episode with Nimi's really good friend, now my friend, Ellen, who started a hairdressing business about 12 months ago. We kind of walked through what that looks like, running a small business, some of her hair care tips. It was such a nice chat and we are so excited to share it with you. First, we're going to do the usual and run through our highs and lows. Why don't you kick us off, Nimi? Sure thing. My high this week was heading down to Wollongong for the day to hang out with Elle and also mainly uh, the tacos that we had after getting our hair done. (laughs) They were They were so freaking delish, especially if you know, you know, getting your hair done can be such a process as in like it takes hours and you're often not food prepared for that. We definitely weren't. Never. Uh, yes. So by the time we'd finished, we were all just ravenous. So these tacos just really hit the spot. I uh, should get Ellen to tell us what it is. Cause if you're ever down South, you should definitely go. They were amazing. Mm, it was really good. Yes. And obviously just hanging out with Ellen was so nice and just catching up with her and getting our hair done and then recording the potty with her was awesome. It was really, really beautiful day. And just having you out and away from the kids, I think was really nice. Yeah, it was, it I was, was so nice. trying to be very intentional about like just not letting Erin go home too early (laughs) and I'm so glad our hair like took a big chunk of time and then I was like well no we have to stay because we need to record an episode with Ellen so then we have to stay even longer and I was like loving the vibes (laughs) got home at bedtime do you even have kids (laughs) Uh, it was so nice and I was really glad to facilitate a child-free day I loved it yeah that was awesome um, my low is, I feel like I should on my low first, but <laughs> just like some grief things popping up for me recently. There was like a significant date the other week. Uh, and I was just talking to my brother and talking to you, Erin, about it just in terms of like, I feel like you're either a date person or you're not, and I'm not a date person. So this day kind of rolled around and I didn't really realize until someone had messaged me and I was like, oh my gosh, it kind of makes you feel really bad. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but anyway, I just want to normalize for anyone else out there that struggles with grief and specific dates popping up. Like, I think it's okay not to be a date person, to kind of forget dates. I'm definitely someone who more falls into the camp of feeling my grief in certain situations or moments in time or if I hear a song or if I see Mm. something specific or that's when I really feel my grief as opposed to feeling it on a random specific day, maybe when they passed away or a birthday or Mm. something like that. Um, I don't particularly feel really sad on those days. I more feel it on other days. Uh, But I think there's a bit of a societal pressure to feel sad on the specific dates of things. Yeah, which is hard to navigate. Like, Yeah. And also you're not a date person in general. No, like, I you're not I, a big like birthday person. I forget so many people's birthdays every year. <laughs> yeah, and people like, just big like birthdays. understand because you're they just actually not do. a date girl. Thank you to everyone whose birthday I've forgotten, and you just get. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I don't care. I do. I care deeply. I just I'm not a date person for some reason. I could not tell you what the date is today. Yeah, I have. I mean, zero clue me neither yeah. to be honest but that's fine I mean I you don't you don't have to everyone grieves differently everyone experiences yes, things exactly. differently it's just a pressure I think that I would say there are more date people than not so it's kind of mm. hard, a bit harder to navigate maybe yeah. not being that way and then feeling a little bit guilty yeah 
because you're like, should I grieve that way? Should I feel, should I remember? Should I feel that it's more significant than it is? But I think you grieve how you need to grieve and that's that. That's that. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a low. Something I'm loving is yesterday I had, I went and got a little Botox. I love that just a smidge um and I also had microneedling under my eyes and some PRP done which is platelet-rich plasma they basically take your blood spin it in a centrifuge and it separates your plasma from your blood and then they inject it it is so painful but I'm really excited for the results so um yeah that's something I'm loving I'm a little bit swollen I should post a picture of how yeah you should my eyes look <laughs> my like under you've been eyes stung look. by a bee a little yeah bit. um yeah but uh, I'm from keen the to pictures see the I've seen of other people having it done, it looks really, really nice and very, just it's very rejuvenating for the skin. So I'm just kind of loving trying little fun slash they're not fun because they are painful, but just trying okay. sort of different re- skin rejuvenating treatments as opposed to like just going and like getting a bunch of filler in my face, which I haven't done in a long time. Um, and I think that's because I've been looking at other treatments that I can have. So I'm just like enjoying exploring that because if you, you know, you know, I just love the science behind these kinds of things and uh, experiencing different treatments and stuff. So yeah, look good, feel good if you know you know <laughs> well maybe you don't know <laughs> but you should know but you Look should know um yeah no I'm so excited to see the results of that yes I, mean, I think it'll be too. cool because right now crazy. it's looking a little crazy it's looking a little swollen it's actually a lot better than the photo you sent me yesterday though so oh, that was a bit messed up but I still went to the shops because yeah you wore sunnies though. I did wear sunglasses <laughs> I had to take them off though because I actually couldn't see inside I was like how do people wear sunglasses inside I can't see shit I feel like you used to do that. You used to be one of those people who were wearing sunglasses like 24-7. Oh, I never wear them anymore. I don't know why. Getting old. Getting old. Well, maybe getting my old. eyes are getting young and they're just tolerating the elements. Aging the opposite way. Yeah. It's the PRP. It's the PRP, babe. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, share away, sweetie. All right. My high this week was similar to yours, definitely Friday, but specifically, like, I just really love how my hair turned out. Like, I'm really happy with it. It's incredible. It's sort of like, well, not sort of, it's exactly what I asked Ellen to do, and she just did such an incredible job. I, it still feels super healthy and nice. I wanted, like, to go from, I had that sort of copper for ages, I don't know, maybe, like, Two Two years, years, 18 months, something like that. And I really liked it, but I wanted to go a bit more natural, a bit more manageable maybe, like something that would fade less because I'm just – I'm not the type of person that can keep up with appointments for like hair and things. I'm just – it's not who I am. Um, Anyway, so I asked for just sort of like a nice – still on the that like chestnut ready kind of toned brown and I'm just – so happy with it. I love it. Mm, like, I really, really love it. It's my favorite hair mm-hmm. color I've ever had. So I'm really happy with that and also really love the cut. So that was definitely my high, just really feeling myself on Friday, you know? Yeah. And it's so funny because after Erin got her hair done, I was like, well, you really need to get your hair done. Like, just <laughs> yeah. the difference, the, be- the before we'll and afters little, are astronomical. I'll like, post the video. It's not the best. As in, it's not the best, like... No, it's a terrible video. Yeah. But anyway, it does but. give you a good uh, kind of vibe of what her hair is like. It is just, like, gorgeous and luscious and shiny, and she got some beautiful layers chopped in. It's just... Yeah. 
Loving giving it. supermodel TBH. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Um, Could no, not but... stop staring at her on Friday. I was like, who is this slay queenie? I oh, love I want to stop saying Gen Z words. I'm we can't. It. We scroll TikTok too much. Um, my low was that I remember I said a few weeks ago that I weaned Mello from her day feeds, but oh, it's just... She's back at it. She's she's back, she's on, back on the booby, and I'm just oh my low's breastfeeding. Sorry, I didn't even say that, but I'm just not enjoying it this week. Yeah, I'm struggling with. I've been here this afternoon, and I think she's been on your boob like three or four times. Yeah, and you've been here for like two hours. More. I just I'm really struggling with just feeding, just constantly. Like she's always whinging at me for it. I'm not really enjoying it I know that it's Melo is likely my last baby so I'm really trying to make the most of it but I think my body's getting to the point where it's like I've had enough it's like hindering my sleep a lot um and then just like my enjoyment of like her company in the day Mm. to be blunt like when she's near me she's really demanding of feeding it's like I just don't want to like I've had enough um so yeah I think that's my low I just I think as soon as I get back from Europe, it will absolutely be time to wean. I think I'll... Like a full-blown, proper cold turkey. I think no cold turkey, tea. cut off the day we get back. Mm. Maybe maybe I'll give it a few days for the for the jet lag. But after that, finito, done. Bye-bye. Um, something I'm loving really quickly is eye cream. Never use eye cream because I'm lazy and I have two kids. Um, but my sister gave me one that she didn't want or she's like has quite sensitive skin so she couldn't use it and I love it it's so nice it just makes my I just feel like I can feel my under eyes just feel a bit more hydrated plump something yeah tell the people what it is I don't know how to say the brand oh it's Cordelie isn't it yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um if you want to know reach out I can let you know I can take a picture of it but um it's just like a sample size I think but I do really like it I actually probably would buy it um, but if you do have any good eye cream recs, send them my way. I mean, you could probably just give them to me, but... Definitely. But let me know. Anyway. people share. Yeah, share with us. Um, anyway, we are going to jump back in time to our chat with Ellen. And we hope you all enjoy. Bye. Hi, uh, Ellen Julie Hart. Thank <laughs> you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. You've just spent uh, six hours doing both of our hair. <laughs> Five. Five. Yeah. Can you just give us a little bit of a background into your journey into being a small business owner queen? Oh, yes. I Well, I actually started off doing not hairdressing when I finished school. I went to university and I did a – my first year I actually did a PE teaching Oh, I forgot course. you did that. Yeah. Mm. For a whole year, I did PE teaching. And then I kind of looked around at... This wasn't what stopped me, but I looked around and I was like, wow, look at all these jocks. And I was <laughs> not a jock. Um, not That's not what deterred me. But did PE teaching for a year. And then I changed and did a communications degree, majored in journalism. Mm. Um, then I got to like the last six months of that. And I was like, wow, I fucking hate this. Are we allowed to swear on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, oh, Okay, good. Go Sorry, it. just checking. Have you met up? Thank fuck. But yeah, I just decided I'd really hated it. Or like, it just wasn't for me. I think with the industry, you either like have to know someone to mm. be... Um, 
successful mm. or you have to be passionate. And I just had neither, neither of those things. <laughs> I just didn't give a shit about it. Um, so I then decided to finish that six months though because I just um, – I don't know I would feel bad if I didn't finish for some reason which is not the advice I give people though like if people are like oh I don't know whether to finish degree usually I'm like just don't finish it do yeah. what you need but at the time this was like this was six seven years ago mm, so yeah. it was a bit different um so graduated that and then I was like I don't know what the heck I'm gonna do in life so then I became a travel agent uh, <laughs> so random. yeah I like I was like called mom and like you know classic like Mom, what do I do? She's like, you love traveling. Oh, why don't you be a travel agent? And so then I was a travel agent for a year. I'll do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, done. Okay, first job I applied for, first job I got. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Became a travel agent for a year. And then like did that. That was really fun. And then I realized administration is not my strong point. Mm. And it's a very high admin job. Lots of organization involved. I loved like the salesy part, like chatting with people. It was really fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, and so then I, I gave myself a goal to like get this free trip from them. And then I got this free trip for them and went to Berlin for the weekend. And then I was like, okay. And then I quit two weeks after that. Amazing. Thanks yeah. for the trip guys. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> bye bye. My bosses were like, yeah, we saw that coming. <laughs> and I was like, look, I love you. Yeah. I'm not sorry. They're like, no, thanks for making us all this money. Bye. Um, <laughs> and then I... Then I had a bit of like a, I was like, what, the, what am I doing? Crisis. Oh, the midlife crisis came after this though. So after that, I moved to Japan for a couple of months and lived in Japan for a while, worked in a bar, in a cafe and like was snowboarding or whatever, whatever I'd learned to snowboard. Yeah. Being like a snowboard girl, Um, Yeah. And then. You came home. Came home. Moved back home with mum in Mount Druitt. Shout out Fran. Rudy Hill. Shout out Francois. Um, and then then I had my quarter life crisis. Yes. Then I was living you in Western Sydney coming. again. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing with mm. my life? It was not fun. Mm. And while I was doing that, I was working in a call center, um, which was, I don't even need to say what that was like. It was mm. awful. Being there. Oh, fuck. It was so bad. Like, anyway. And then I was like, okay, what do I like? This is so long-winded. But I was like, okay, what do I like doing? Yeah. And I was like, I love, like, what do I want to do in life? Kind of have to sit down and, like, figure it out. And I was like, okay, I want to do something creative. I want to do something with my hands that's, like, a bit more practical. Um, And I want to do something, like, where I'm, like, talking with people the whole time. Mm. Um, Like, that kind of, like, social aspect of it. But I didn't know what that was. And I was like, I'm probably going to have to retrain. And I was like, I'm not going back to university because my brain is not geared for academia life. It's not very good. <laughs> Somehow I graduated. Somehow you didn't. Don't know how because I'm um, – anyway. Uh, then I – Well, you moved back down to Wollongong. Well, no, before you... that I enrolled. In what? Yeah, in hairdressing. Oh, in hairdressing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How did, so, what, what made hairdressing come to mind? So I went onto the TAFE New South Wales website um, and was scrolling all the different courses <laughs> – literally just picked one no I like looked I was like okay I could do like, like plumber maybe not yeah well I was thinking I was like I'd love to do a trade I think yeah. a trade would be fun and for some reason you are really good with making cool things I like making shit it's just so satisfying to me and so I was just looking I was like oh it could be a horticulturist 
because I love plants and things. So, but then I was like, oh, no, that's more like a hobby. Um, could be a florist. But I was like, no, everyone's a fucking florist. Um, and I wanted to eventually have my own business. So I was like, mm. and then saw hairdressing. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. But Give it a while. Yeah, that was because many moons ago I volunt- I like worked at a Yours and Ours festival, which is this festival in Wollongong that happens. And one of my friends had a stall where we would cut like punters' hair, like festival goers' hair. Mm. Um, and I loved that. And then I remember You were cutting hair? Yeah. Oh, cool. I did not know how to cut Just hair. Unqualified. Unqualified. Sure. Dodgy balance. Yeah. And then, yeah, started hairdressing and was like, oh, if I hate it, I hate it. That's fine. Like, mm. it is what it is. On to the yeah, next. Um, yeah, but I was hoping I didn't hate it because I had, was 25 by then and I'd fucking had enough of not knowing what I wanted to do. Mm. And I love... Oh, I think I was 24. Anyway. And I loved it. And then you moved back down to Wollongong. Yes. So I enrolled into the Wollongong course because I was sick of living back in Western Sydney. I'd had enough and I missed mm-hmm. my community in Wollongong. And then I moved back down to Wollongong. So, yes, yeah, spent that time in Western Sydney and then moved back. And since then, I've just loved it so much. Worked, did my apprenticeship at a salon in Wollongong, um, which was tough. Like, apprenticeships are really hard to do. You get paid shit all and you get treated like yeah, a piece of really crap. Yeah, you really slummed it for mm. a while. Yeah, and then, which, like, not so, so bad, but it was just, like, a bit of an adjustment for me from going to, like, doing a university degree and, like, doing all that mm. kind of stuff, working in, like, kind of, like, uh, jobs where you're valued more, I guess. Um, yeah. And then being an apprentice is, like, a bit of a, a switch. So it was a fun one for the ego. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. It was Having weird. kind of, like, somewhat very adult jobs and then yeah. going back and being like, oh, can you get me a towel and sweep up this hair? Literally. Please? That's yeah. exactly, like, I was just, yeah. And it was interesting having, like, people that are heaps younger with no life experience telling me to do that. That was really yeah. tough. That's a tough pill yeah. to swallow. Not that I had so much life experience, but, you know, like, I'd had worked in a, a bunch lot. of different you, industries mm. and... Yeah, and then You've done a lot for twenty five. Yeah, like I'd done some things, and then I moved, and then I yeah did my apprenticeship there, finished up my apprenticeship, and then decided to start my own biz. Like had a few things uh, kind of pushed me into this direction, and then just decided, all right, do I want to work for someone else or do I want to start my own business? And then I just decided to give it a crack and see what happens. Yeah, you really just took the plunge. Yeah, it was like within two weeks of finishing up at my old place, and then started the business in two weeks, which That's is amazing. hectic. Mm. Yeah. And I, I guess recording this is very timely because you just mm. hit one year. In yes. Business, which is so exciting. Yeah. What the heck? How, how do you think you've like managed to grow your business over the last 12 months and how have you like found the, the journey? Mm. I think the journey has been interesting. Lots of learning has happened, but it's also like kind of come naturally. Like I feel like I haven't had to, like I've worked really, really hard, but I feel like I mm. haven't had to try extremely hard to kind of get a bunch of clients Mm. and do a lot of marketing like I haven't really had to do that so I guess it's the first part like I kind of the way that I've kind of you know found clients and built up the business is I reckon about 90% through word of mouth Mm -hmm. um so I guess like I had a bunch of about like a couple of clients already at the place that I was working at, but it's hard to have clients when you're an apprentice. Like you don't really have your clients. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Cause you're all, like just a specific part of the hair. Like, exactly. Doing, yeah. yeah. I'm like assisting more than doing my own thing. Mm. Um, but then I, yeah, kind of like moved in all the people that were there kind of followed me and came and then, um, the space that I, the new space I was working in was a heap safer space for a lot of people, like a lot less intimidating and just quite welcoming. And so that helped with a lot of it, but mostly word of mouth. So my clients would tell 
their friends, um, all my friends would come, which is so lovely, like mm. just so, so nice. And I guess living in Wollongong for 10 years yeah, that would help. really helped, like having mm. like a good, oh, yeah, about 10 years, having a good kind of like solid base and group of friends and like people mm. that you kind of just know it's a small mm. place. So one yeah, person like, tells one person. Fully, I was going to say one person gets like a sick haircut. Yeah. Someone sees it like, where'd you get your hair yeah. down? looks amazing. And then that person's like, oh, yeah. cool, I'm going to book in with exactly. them. Exactly. And yeah. that's that's where, it, that's where it happened. Um, It's just through that. And I guess kind of the other thing that helped build the business is finding a niche. Mm. Um, So I think I've kind of like, I kind of work with a niche of like textured and curly hair and like a certain kind of style mm. of hair, which I think a lot of, the salons around don't really do. Yeah. Um, Particularly in Wollongong. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like um, you're giving Wollongong what we have in the inner west. Yes. Yeah. 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 Fully. Yeah, that's very true. yeah. And there's not heaps of places around that do that. And so I think it helps that I'm in that kind of demographic as well. Like all my friends kind of enjoy that kind of style, I suppose. So yeah. that Like helped. Ellen does really cool, edgy sort of cuts, like really textured and yeah. kind of funky and like unique sort colors of stuff. Colours true, like lots mm. of yeah, different fun colours. Yeah, a bit, bit diff Are we stuff. your only basic bitches? No, I have a couple of basic <laughs> bitches. And you know what's funny? All the basic bitches, which you're not, but all those, that, oh, kind, yeah. of, that kind of crew are all like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I'm coming in and this is such a boring colour or a boring car I'm like shut the fuck up like yeah. <laughs> it is not boring for me I literally like doing every single thing mm. like it's not like That's oh so I'm funny. so bored I have to trim your hair like please yeah, it's still so bored you want to brown some t- dimension yeah like no that's actually like it's still all fun for me but it's really funny everyone says that all the people that are just like what they think is boring hair are like I'm sorry I'm not like you know those fun haircuts you put on Instagram I'm like shut up <laughs> I like it all I love to do it all exactly when in in that for in this first year how mm. have you found like obviously there would have been like moments where things were a bit slower mm. or you were kind of going days like maybe between appointments how yeah. did you find like I guess mentally, like mm. being still like staying strong and sticking to it. And, yeah. Like, did you ever feel like, oh, it would just be easier if I went and worked somewhere? Yeah, I think it was really, it was, it's, it was kind of hard. It gave me time to work on the business a little bit, but I feel like from when I started, mostly it's been pretty busy. Mm. But those kind of slower days and slower moments and slower weeks, like I, I have a quite anxious ten- tendency. So it d- I did get a bit anxious mm. during those times. I was like, oh, have I made the wrong decision? Like, yeah. what have I done? You know, but um, but then I would kind of look at the books and like, or like, the, it's funny, like the moment I would start to feel really anxious, I'd get like three new messages wanting That's to book so in. Crazy. Every That's single really time nice. I'd get to like a Sunday night at the end of a week and be like, wow, this week's looking a bit slow. And then mm. I'd be like a bit stressed. And then I'd like, I put my phone on, do not disturb if I'm a bit anxious and watch TV. Um, and then I <laughs> turn the phone back on and like three people have messaged. So like somehow it just works itself out. Yeah. But in saying that, like you, I just had to kind of like tell myself, all right, like stick with the shit. Like it's not going to be good the whole time. Yeah. And I just kept reminding myself it's your first year of business like relax also you were literally an apprentice six months ago like it's okay if you're not don't have full books it would be wild if you had full books so yeah I just had to keep reminding myself Full books probably looks quite different to everyone Mm. yeah Yeah, fully yeah I kind of enjoyed the downtime a bit as well like I don't want to have like five full days of back-to-back work like it's that's not conducive to a good lifestyle for me like Mm. I kind of like to cruise through and spend good time on my clients without feeling too burnt out and like 
really like I don't want to be there yeah yeah Yeah, and it is the type of job where you are like Mm. really talking to people a lot it's very physically taxing so you would being burnt out would be like would be easy to get to yes in it yeah and I have been like a couple times this year as well but Mm, yeah yeah. I guess it's just like recognizing when or like trying to see the signs and like trying to prevent that it's fucking impossible like you can't but you try (laughs) yeah that'd be be so hard with your own business because You know, if I'm feeling burnt out at work, I'm booking annual leave mm-hmm. and taking a break. Yeah. Whereas for you, it's like, oh, I don't get paid for my annual no. leave. It's so hard to take time off because I'm. I'm like, proud oh. of you though because you have done a good job at like really. I feel balancing things mm. like for for the most part. Like you just went to New Zealand for a yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. And how have you found you've managed to kind of squeeze those things in mm. when the probably societal expectation is that you should be working your ass off yeah. and never having breaks and doing back to back days. Especially as a small business owner, yeah. I feel like there's yeah. really that expectation. Yeah, there is. I think I've always had a bit of like a work comes second mentality nice. like I'm a bit of a workaholic like I love working and being a fucking busy bitch like I love it so much like when I did my apprenticeship I worked 40 something hours a week at the apprenticeship and then yeah, had another job nice. and then like was doing the other job on the weekends and then was also cutting hair at home so like it was massive but I loved it but I think like doing my own stuff I kind of realized that if I don't have a bit of time off I'm actually going to go crazy and I'm going to start to resent what I'm doing so much mm. which I didn't want to do because I love I love doing hairdressing I love owning my own business like, I actually really mm. like it so I was like oh I don't want to start to hate this like it scares me like starting mm. to hate this um so I guess I kind of like just had to be like okay like if one week is looking a bit slow in the next like month or so I'm like right I'm taking that whole week off and just like doing whatever like when, when I went to New Zealand a month ago I kind of I didn't even plan that really. Like I booked flights that were free return flights. I was like, fuck it. Just booked them for two weeks in advance. It was like in six months time, which I Mm. never do. I'm not a planned person. Like Mm. I'm like, oh, just go away. But that kind of has helped because I'm like, okay, I've got that to look forward to. And Mm. it really helped with the feeling of being burnt out. Yeah, I was like, okay, I've got a bit of respite. And like, I usually go away by myself as well. Um, and so I went away by myself to New Zealand and that was like, I was like looking forward to being by myself for two weeks. Like it was After really... spending all day, every day talking to people. Yeah. 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 And do you feel like now this is like, you found your thing or do you mm. still feel like at some point in your life, you'll like go on a different like career path or you feel like it's like really your thing. Like you're genuinely happy doing it. I think this is the thing, which is yeah. so ref- like, thank God. Cause I was really stressed about it. Like yeah. when I was a bit younger, like, oh, I'm not even fucking old. But like when I was like... 20 to 25 kind of that age yeah. I was so stressed I was like everyone seems to know what they're doing and I don't know what I'm doing yeah. and like I'm 25 and I don't know what I'm doing which is a fair enough stress but also that's so young like yeah. it's so young but now I'm like oh like I actually like going to work which is so weird um it's so nice so but yeah I think this is the thing I don't think I will be able to sustain being a on the floor like on the floor like um being uh, on the tools on the tools yeah on the tools hairdresser forever mm. like my body already is like mm, maybe not like <laughs> I, my back is so fucked but and as well as like the burnout as well I think like it'd be hard to maintain that kind of for me as a person because I kind of give a lot when I'm doing, yeah, doing, doing clients yeah. I think it would be really hard to do that forever but then I think the good thing about owning a business is that you can you can change that in so many different mm. ways. Like eventually like people can work for me and then I can run the business from the outset and like do whatever I want. Like, mm. you know, you can go into education, yeah. you can go into teaching like a TAFE or whatever, which I think would be cool. Um, for now, definitely this is my thing. Like I absolutely love yeah. it. And I think I'll be in the industry forever, like Amazing. for a long time, mm. but just in different ways potentially. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, before we jump into talking about hair, mm. I just want to know what is your what's your standout highlight from the last twelve months of running your own biz? Oh, that is maybe I should have asked to read the question. Before, <laughs> before we can come back to it. No, no, that's okay. I think it's probably good for me to just like think on the top of my head and just go. I think the standout has been like feedback from people Mm. which is not like a single thing but as a whole I think Mm. the standout has been like people being like hey like I've never felt more comfortable at a hairdresser than like when I'm with you or like you know whatever like um like you are I guess people kind of uh reflecting on the way that I like run my business um and the way that that affects them going to a salon has probably been the biggest thing like when I started I really wanted to create like quite a safe space for people to Mm -hmm. feel comfortable and not intimidated because salons can be so intimidating um so I kind of wanted to create a space that's like just a normal space and I think my favorite feedback has been people being like yeah you're just a normal person that does good hair I'm like fuck that's so good like that was the goal yeah 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 I love that that's so Mm. true Mm. Especially I, I went and saw you when you were an apprentice at the salon you did your apprenticeship at. Mm. And it's one of those like big glitzy kind so of bland, bougie, bougie yeah. vibes. Or and tries you, to be bougie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like bougie on a budget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I said it. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> Don't sue me for that. That was Naomi Wilson. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so funny. Like you do, I think people do find the process of getting their hair done really intimidating sometimes, yeah. and you're yeah. often quite vulnerable. Like oh, it's your hair, you are. and also you've got a cape on. You look like a turtle. Like <laughs> yeah. you get back from having your hair washed, and it's your hair's slick most, on your face. It's not the most flattering. <laughs> no, like, I have never looked worse. Right, and yeah. it can be hard with all the whispers and the clicky like chats happening Which happened all a around. Lot. Yeah, you, and mm. that's really hard. Whereas I feel like the space you've created now is like it feels very much mm. you like sitting in your chair like I feel like you are like 100% with mm. me like it's so nice yeah like it is really really nice to be there like mm. I I used to hate getting my hair done I love coming now like it's so enjoyable <laughs> yeah it's that's refreshing. that's my favorite thing hearing yeah, shit like that that's nice. so nice Ooh. thanks all right let's get more into the specifics of hair okay. what is your favorite part of the process Oh, there are there are a few different things. One, the first thing that comes to mind is like when when I finished a cut or finished a color, like blow drying it to see what it looks like in real life. Mm. Um, so when I finished a cut, like diffusing or drying it off and just like seeing how it sits on the person, um, is really fun for me. Mm. I think that's probably my favorite part. Um, I also love like doing big changes as yeah. well. Like that's like a big like, like this morning I cut like I don't know fucking half a head of like hair off some girl. Of yeah, off. literally, yeah. and it, it looked so good. And she messaged me later and was like, "Thanks so much, I love it." I'm like, "Yeah, that's sick. Like, yeah. That makes me so stoked to do it." Um, that's probably that's that's two things. That's okay, but that's I like fine. that. We love we love multiple favorites. Yeah, and what are your like holy grail products at the moment? They're probably mm. chops and changes. Yeah, but right now, yeah. So I do heaps of curly and textured hair. Um, and so my holy grail like curl stuff is um a product by Evo, which is the brand that I stock. Um, it's called Total Recoil, and it's a curl cream. Mm. Um, yeah, it's probably my favorite like favorite thing to use um that and also another evo product 
um, called Happy Campus, which you bought today, Erin. I love um, it. I'm it's so excited. It's so nice. It's just like a leave-in conditioner spray, though. Like it's a spray, um, and it helps to detangle and then just like moisturizes mm. the hair while it's in, and it smells delightful. I like that it's like quite a wet spray. Yes. Yep. And it does smell so mm. good. It's I really nice. It. Those are probably the two. And what's your favorite hair tool? Um, probably my scissors. Yeah. <laughs> I just love cutting Those hair. Bad boys. I yeah. saw I saw a TikTok of a hairdresser saying that some a pair of scissors she bought cost nine hundred dollars. Oh yeah, that's like standard. That's <gasps> probably like a mid the range pair. Wow. Yeah. Mid range. Yeah. She that's did say not in even... the comments she'd had them for five years yeah. or something and they've like never lost any sharpness there like you've got to think of it i think people get so shocked but and honestly i did too when i first said i was like get absolutely fucked i'm not spending that much money on scissors but like you got to think of of that being that is my tool like that's what i use so like you know like plumbers have however many tools that they've got that they use that are thousands of dollars literally every trade has thousands of dollars worth of tools that they use and scissors are like my like my tool and you want sharp scissors like in saying that i've got like you can literally see that cut on my finger like i've got cuts all over me like there's a hectic like scar there from it so like they're sharp but i think my i love cutting hair a lot so i'd say that's probably my favorite tool when you when you like started the business were you like okay like i need to get like all of the things I need a new mm. blow dry. I need a new, like this, 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 like you need all the things. Or did mm. you go with the approach of like less is more, see what people need mm. and then buy stuff. Like I what kind was of, kind of your thought? I'd kind of collected things over the years. Mm. Um, so I kind of had like, I, I'd bought my own scissors. Like I had all of that stuff. Um, my old workplace actually gave me a hairdryer, which was really lovely of them. Mm. Um, so I had like a really good hairdryer. I bought a straightener because why do you know I hardly use it honestly I hardly mm. use it almost none of my clients use it but I bought one um just to have in case. yeah actually mum bought it for me as like a present oh, yeah as like you. a congrats on being a business she bought me well like I chose it obviously um but uh cloud nine for anyone wondering cloud nine <laughs> are really good hair straighteners mm, I was gonna ask that yeah they're really good I feel like GHDs aren't as good as they used to be they're kind of they break way quicker. You know how the old GHDs used to last years and years yes. and years and years? They don't Some anymore. Still I've had this. a straightener right? and a GHD, but I have had like a silver bullet or something oh, yeah. for like 10 years. Yeah, see, like they make them so good in the past, but not so much anymore. It's like Cloud and, Nine. Cloud and obsolescence people. I know. People. Dirty dogs. Hello, Apple 101. Apple 101. Awful. But yeah, Cloud Nine's are good. Okay. Um, but yeah, I kind of had stuff and like over time I've, I've been like, oh, I've seen a need and then filled the need, mm-hmm. um, but didn't fork out heaps on yeah. stuff like that because kind already had it Mm. um when you were starting the business did Mm. you have people that you kind of called on to kind of help you or were you sort of very Mm. independent in your process I obviously know the answer to this but Mm. do you want to tell the people like more specifically what you did yeah I was very independent I basically just did it myself um, which was interesting, but also I'm like a generally a very quite in, like I oh, incredibly I'm very bad at asking for help, like very bad mm. at it, which is a flaw of mine. Um, but I kind of just was like, okay, what do I do? Did a bit of a Google. I also did this thing called the Nice program. Would it like which wasn't very good to be quite honest, but that kind of helped me with some business stuff. It's like you do a business course, help me with a little bit of it, not really. And that's like a government, a government, yeah. Which yeah. like subsidized, you get a free, and then you're meant to get paid. But I didn't. But that's a whole other story with <laughs> other stuff. Centrelink crap. Anyway, um, I pretty much just did it all myself. Yeah, yeah, and just like got onto Canva, made a logo. Nice. (laughs) I was like, all right, launched it on Instagram and then opened like the next week. Crazy. Yeah. 
Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Just killing it. Absolutely killing it. I feel like so many people get told when they start a business, you're really going to be slogging out Mm. for like two years. Yeah. Mm. But you've done all this in one year. I know. I'm really lucky. I was really like, I kind of was prepped to be, because yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, you've like, you know, you have your first year is going to be the hardest. You might not make any money in your first year. Like, yeah. Like you'll you know, be in a deficit. Yeah, exactly. Which is what I was expecting. Generally, I was like, yeah, that's cool. Let's see how it goes. And mm. that hasn't happened. Like I'm not making millions of dollars, but I haven't lost any money. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, it's, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. It's still been like, I've worked really hard and it's still hard, but like things that kind of just happened, which yeah. makes me think cause life usually for me is not like that. Like you yeah. have to like work hard to get shit happening, mm. but because it's kind of fallen into place a little bit for me, I'm like, mm. as much as it sounds woo woo, it kind of seems like as my mom would say, it's meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you feel like you had to like really hone those like organizational or try to hone mm. those like organizational budget, like kind of skills to be able to go into business? Still honing. Like, um, <laughs> we're not quite honed. Um, <laughs> is still happening I'm just dog shit at that stuff like I'm so <laughs> terrible at it and I I don't think I ever will be okay at it to be honest and that's okay I've kind of mm. come to terms with it I kind of make sure that like Mondays are my admin day so on Mondays I will like get up make myself a little coffee and like sit down and just like do some admin shit mm-hmm. it might not even be anything specific but it might just be like looking at the books seeing what I can do mm getting people booked in, um, financial stuff, like budgeting stuff. But honestly, in the first, and that's only happened properly recently in the first year, I just literally was like, all right, let's go. And just like (laughs) see what happened. And I'm kind of, am like, have like a bit of common sense with that stuff a little bit just in like, okay, this should work. This shouldn't work. Like whatever. I kind of just like winged it. But that's kind of just what I have always done in life is just wing it and see what happened. Do yeah. you find social media to be a part of that, like, admin chores mm. side of things? And I... how do you, like, make the time or motivation to post mm. and interact? And obviously that's a huge part of owning a business, especially for something creative oh, like there. Like, my Instagram is my portfolio, which mm. I hate because I'm awful at at mm. like using Remembering it. To I post. never yeah. remember to post. Or I think, like, oh, I should do that, but I just don't because I don't want to – but I know, like, every time I post something, a bunch of people will message to book in. So I know that I should do yeah. it. But I just find it – I actually don't know the answer to that. I find it really difficult to find motivation to post. Like, you look at my Instagram, I literally post, like, once every two weeks or something, which Maybe. is, like, no, no. Maybe you, know? you could, like, schedule some posts yeah. on, like, a Monday so you don't have to think about you it know, for the rest of the week. It's, like, I once have thought about Sundays. that. Again, it's me being a It's a kind silly of tricky, Billy. though, because yeah. – Yes, you do get some of your business from people seeing you on Instagram. Yeah. But then it's also so much word of mouth. Most of it. Mm. Yeah. Most of it is word of mouth. So it's like, you know, twenty five years ago they didn't have Instagram. Literally. There's plenty of what successful exactly. hair businesses. Yeah. It's all word of yeah. mouth. I'd say that's the most mm-hmm. important and oh. effective business strategy. Exactly. And I think if you're not doing getting word of mouth clientele, you're probably doing something wrong. Yeah. yeah. And like you can make something look amazing on Instagram. Exactly. It's so easy. Yeah. Chuck a filter on. Yeah. You know, take a picture it from a good angle make a cool reel which i'm also awful at but like if it if it looks shit in real life you're not going to get clients basically yeah and if it looks shit when the person does it because like you can pretty something up and make it look good by styling but if it doesn't look good at home it's not gonna be a good good, yeah uh outcome Mm. so i think 
I need. I do need to be a bit more proactive. With I think it's media. good from a portfolio. Like if, if yes. someone's like, oh, I'm thinking about going to Ellen. Exactly. Let me go and have a look if mm-hmm. she's done anything similar to what I'm after or yeah. whatever. Because you do have a real range of things on yeah. your Instagram. Like yeah. you have hair like mine, hair like Nimi's hair, like more cool, like mm. edgy kind of cuts, yeah. curly hair. Like yeah. there's a lot on there. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Mm. But it's something I'm definitely trying to work on. Like it's a goal of mine. I really yeah. kind of assessed at the beginning of financial year. And that's a thing that I need to do. But also I have to reply to all these people. And when I post, I feel bad because people are waiting for a response. Yeah. So, it's not so they can see, they I mean, can see that I've been alive. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you run your own business, surely. Yeah. And surely people twin. can exercise some perspective. Right. All right. I want you to tell me your favorite hair trends mm-hmm. that you've seen ever, maybe, but recently, mm-hmm. if, you, if you will. Okay. My most favorite one ever is that people are starting to embrace their natural texture. It is like the most, like the best thing I've ever, like, Mm. I I think particularly for me, because I have very curly hair um, and I've never, thank you. And you're also a reformed hair straightener. Yeah. I used to straighten my hair every single day, which is hilarious. Mm. Um, Not hilarious. That's absolutely fine. That's wild. Funny for me. I never knew you like that. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen you. I don't think I've ever seen you with straight No, you hair. wouldn't have because it's been like maybe six or seven years now mm. since I've straightened my hair. Um, which, no shade on straightening your hair, by the way. I'm not like full curly girl method, like don't touch your hair with heat. Fuck that mm. noise. Do whatever you want to do. Mm. But for me, I'm like, I don't feel like myself with straight hair. No, so you I are look, curly hair incarnate. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, it's just who I am. But... My favorite like trend, if you'd call it a trend, is people like really starting to embrace their natural mm. texture. But not just that, but also learning about it. I think there's not much educate. Like there hasn't been like we're at TAFE. When I was at TAFE, I never got to learn um, about how to do hair. Like mm. I never uh, curly hair, sorry, textured hair. So I guess it's like educating myself on that and seeing educating clients about that as well, mm. like how to treat their hair well and like wear it. And I think it's so nice coming to you because it's like, I never feel pressured to like, be like, oh yeah, um, I, I use really good shit. Yeah. Like you're just like, use what you want, yeah. do what you want. Like these are the things you can use. These yeah. are good, but like, don't buy them if you don't Please. want to do what oh, you need so to do. I hate when people like, like no spend millions of dollars. Like, no, if it works for you, use it. Like yeah. I can suggest things. Like yeah. I know what you're meant to do, but if it doesn't work for you and if, if realistically that does not fit into your lifestyle, I'm not going to push you to do it. That's stupid. Yeah. And also yeah. at the end of the day, it is just hair. Literally. Yeah. It's hair. Like if you're, if you're like really like into it and want to make it healthy and shit, then of course I can help you with that. Like yes. I can, but even saying that I don't even do that shit all the time. Yeah. Please. I wash my hair yeah, once every three weeks. Honest. Queen. we love it yeah. um let's wrap up but first i want to hear your top maybe you could do two if it's mm. different for like curly hair and non-curly yes. hair but like your top hair tip your go-to yep. hair tip that you would give our listeners okay if you've got if you're using heat on your hair like heat protector if you mm. don't use heat protector i will be angry at you that's mm. the one thing that i'm like i know like we were just talking about me being like don't have to buy anything but <laughs> even if it's a shitty like three dollar one from chemist warehouse or whatever protects your hair from the heat Mm -hmm. because you're going to see it feels so much healthier when you go get your color done at the salon it's going to save a your hairdresser like a lot of stress when your hair starts to fall off when they put bleach on your hair like heat is like a huge thing um so use heat protector um and for curl that's for like people who are using heat on their hair um for curly hair moisture is key like that's the one thing like if you mm. want to have healthy curly hair naturally curly or textured hair is a lot more is a lot drier it just is 
Um, and so I think moisture is key if you want to have healthy looking hair or curls, straight, curly, wavy, whatever. Moisture is the key. So mm. even if you do have oily roots, moisture on the ends is key. So like, and that's use just like a hair moisturizer. Like, yeah, it can be a leave-in conditioner. Good, conditioner, yeah. good conditioner. It can be a spray. It can be a curl cream. It can be whatever it is. Mousse if it's a moisturizing one. Sometimes they're drying. Um, but moisture is your little bestie. Love that. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much oh, for chatting to us. For having it's been me. So nice. Just like as soon as you started the podcast, I was like, I want to go on the podcast. <laughs> and you were one, one of, of the, the first guests. guests you thought of because we just love you and oh. you've done such an incredible job, like just going out on your own mm. and making it work and just being such like a friendly face and sounding yeah. bored for people. Like I think your clients are genuinely mm. like lucky to know you and to spend time with you. Like it is so, it is so nice to go. I love coming. Like I just think it's such a nice experience. It is. It's not, you're not just getting your hair done. You're just having a really nice day. Yeah. It's, so, it's so true though. You're like just such a people person. I really love it. Yeah. So uh, if you're listening, book in uh, Instagram is at lharkcreative. Yeah. Thanks. Huh. Give her a week for applying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm at least business, business, business days. days, not even just business days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Business <laughs> days. Um, but we'll be business. launching a booking system soon anyway. So, so we book love in. that. Book in. All right. Dolls. Well, we love you. Thank you so love much. Love you. Thank you so much.